0: To be able to bring readings from the Hamilton Ecclesia, uh, the Clinton Ecclesia, and uh, we're very thankful to have arrived here safely. As, as one gets older we have more doubts about some of these things. Well brothers and sisters and, and young people let me ask you a question. Do you think you are important? Do I think I am important? If you answer yes, I'll prove you're wrong. If you answer no, I'll prove you're wrong again. Well, you say, if that's the case, we, we can't win the word important means of serious consequence can mean momentous of high position of of social consequence Does does that help us to answer? not much perhaps importance is a matter of perspective perspective meaning a far reaching mental view on the screen we have a picture of some of the planets of the of the solar system showing their relative size one to another we see the earth on this in this particular picture we see the earth is the biggest pluto is the smallest the earth is about 8,000 miles in diameter, 25,000 miles in circumference. we look at another picture. All nine planets, of which Jupiter is the biggest, almost 89,000 miles in diameter, 11 times as big as the Earth. Here's the Earth right there and uh, Jupiter, of course, there. next we have another picture here in this picture we introduce the Sun in relation to the other planets Now the relative size of the the earth and the sun is like comparing a a pea to a bowling ball. The sun is 865,000 miles in diameter, 109 times the diameter of the earth. Here's the earth, right there, and of course the sun. We have another picture. This time, we're going out among the stars. <clears throat> the big one in the uh, on, on the right-hand side there is called Ar- Arcturus. It is about 23 times the diameter of the sun, And on this on this scale, the Earth is so small that it doesn't even show up. Well, finally, I don't go, I, we don't go on forever this way, but finally, we have another picture. This time, the big one is Antares. It, is, it has a diameter of about 300 million miles. It is more than 300 times the diameter of the Sun and 38,000 times the diameter of the Earth. It is 400 light years from the Earth, so that if you could travel at the speed of light, it would take you 400 years to get there. Yet, Antares is is not the biggest star in the heavens. There are even bigger ones. Now, how important do you feel? We are so small in comparison to these heavenly bodies, you couldn't even see us with an electron microscope, as it were. Yet, here is the awesome, awesome thought, brothers and sisters and young people the God of Abraham the God in whom we place our eternal our hope for eternal salvation not only created us but he created these heavenly bodies that our minds can scarcely comprehend he is the all-powerful creator of the universe Well, having reached the, the bottom of the barrel of self-importance, we are now in a position to turn a corner and see another divine revelation. Well, the eternal, the eternal purpose of God is clearly stated in the scriptures. The prophet Habakkuk in, in chapter 2 verse 14 says, and you don't need to turn this up, for the earth shall be filled With the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. Then Moses in Numbers uh, 14, verse 21, says, But as truly, or at least it it says, But as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. David in Psalm 72, uh, verses 18 and 19, exclaims, Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only doeth wondrous things. And blessed be His glorious name forever and ever. And let the whole earth be filled with His glory. Isaiah chapter 9, at least chapter 11, verse 9, describes the glories of the kingdom age, at which time it says, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Well, how will this be brought about? The Apostle James in Acts 15 verse 14 remind the Apostles of the words of Peter who said, God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. Now, if the knowledge of God was all there was to it, <clears throat> the Lord can easily create people in whom He could implant uh, knowledge concerning Himself. But that would be of no great credit to the individuals. However, the knowledge of God revealed the moral character of God and it also revealed that the the behavior of mankind was expected to reflect that moral character. Now it is not our purpose this morning to deal with the fall of Adam, but rather to deal with the consequences of that fall and their relationship to the to the Lord's expectations there were two major consequences of Adam's sin the one was mankind would become dying creatures the other was that man would have a tendency uh, to behave contrary to the wishes of the creator and to do otherwise to do otherwise demanded a concerted effort on his part which he was never able to complete to, to be completely successful if the Lord allowed the situation to remain at that stage he would have a dying morally imperfect civilization which based on Uh, our own experience in the present day would eventually destroy itself. In fact, we're told that unless the the days be shortened that no flesh would be saved. As Christ says in, in Matthew 24, speaking of this second coming, except those days be shortened, there should no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake those days shall be shortened. Thus, the Lord's purpose could not be accomplished. Therefore, for the earth to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God in any permanent way, the people, would have to be immortal and for the Lord to place his name on imperfect and unworthy people they would have to be accounted worthy and such an accomplishment uh, would, would require a stupendous and magnificent undertaking on the part of the Lord and this is exactly what he did. God chose a relationship between this uh, sub particle called man as that of a parent and a child. Now as, as I speak about these things, keep in mind uh, our physical position relative to the size of the universe and that that God is dealing with us as a father deals with a child and this is quite an amazing thing we have the privilege of addressing the creator of the universe as our father and we are invited to speak with him. You know, there are many people on this earth uh, that we would hesitate to speak with unless we were invited to do so. But here, we are invited to speak with the creator of the universe. Such a relationship we can only dimly appreciate and it is, it is awe-inspiring. Yet the Lord's consideration for the human creation goes even farther. Being a father, God begat a human son who, because of his moral perfection, was able to bear all the moral imperfections of those who believe in him in order that they could be accounted worthy to bear the name of the Eternal Father. But the Lord's consideration goes even farther yet. He allowed that Son, His only begotten Son, to die an agonizing death on the, on the cross, as the Apostle John said in, in John 3 and 16, which we repeat time and time again without even thinking about it, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And Paul states in Romans 10 and 9, If thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. The Apostle John is struck with the utter sublimity of the thought when he exclaims in 1 John 3 and 1, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. You know, this is is hard to to comprehend. Here, the Creator of, of a universe, one element of which is millions of miles in diameter, and He controls it all, and yet He is willing that we should be in a position to be called his son. Peter also grasped the wonder of God's consideration which he expresses in 2nd Peter 1 verses 2 to 4 where he says grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord according as his divine power hath given uh, us all things that pertain." pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us unto glory and virtue whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust just imagine that he's saying we can be of the same nature as God these, these little microscopic particles that are, are hardly worth noticing. <clears throat> we are not <clears throat> in an elimination contest, but rather, as Peter assures us in Second Peter 3 and 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to us, we're not willing that any should perish. But all should come to repentance. Now sometimes when we, we uh, may give the impression that, that well, you better watch your step or it'll be too bad for you. Well, keep in mind that it's the Lord's desire that we should be saved. <clears throat> likewise, in, in Romans uh, chapter 8, verse 26, likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should ask for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. In other words, God is going out of His way to be sure that we have the hope of salvation. But let us not make any mistake and take the Lord's blessing for granted. For as Paul cautions in Hebrews 4 and 12, the Word of God is quick and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not made manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto him with whom we have to do. There, There is no way that we can fool the Lord. Our heart has to be open and, and righteous and dedicated to his service <clears throat> and, and you know when you come to think of it uh, when, you, when, when you think of the our exalted position that, that has been offered to us how on earth could we do anything else but be dedicated to his service We have reason to take courage, then, as uh, verse 14 continues Seeing then that we have an high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted. Uh, like as we are yet without sin let us therefore come boldly or or confidently unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy to find grace to help in time of need we might fall flat on our face from time to time but if we ask the Lord's forgiveness and and we do our best to to correct our problems he will abundantly forgive us Uh, david was aware of this in his day as he expresses his understanding with appreciative sensitivity in psalm 103 commencing at verse 8 the lord is merciful and gracious slow to anger and plenteous in mercy he will not always chide neither will he keep his anger forever He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. If he did, we'd be dead now. For as the heaven is higher than the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord... Pityeth them that fear him, for he knoweth our frame, he, he remembereth that we are dust. There is an old evangelical hymn, which I remember hearing as a young boy. A couple of the lines go this way, Count your blessings, count them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. It's a good thing to do this once in a while. The saints uh, who sing the song that is recorded in Revelation chapter 5 uh, will no doubt have counted their blessings. And they sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to our God out by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth." Now isn't isn't that a a stupendous thought? Here we are dust and ashes uh, of no significance at all as far as the universe is concerned, and yet God is going to place us in a position of reigning upon this earth. The idea that God should take worthless lumps of clay, such as ourselves, and transform them into immortal kings and priests to reign on the earth is nothing short of overwhelming The wonder is not that that he is able to do this, but that he wishes to do it. The angels of God are immortal beings, as we know. And they have been sent on some very terrifying missions by the Lord, such as the angel of death uh, who slew all the firstborn of Egypt in one night. But do we realize and do we understand and appreciate that the immortal saints will have the angels at their command? Do ye not know, said Paul in 1 Corinthians 6, 22 and 3, that the saints shall judge the world? And verse 3, know ye not that we shall judge angels? Uh, judge, uh, in the re- this reference comes from the Greek kreno and it means to separate or select or or choose. And thus angels, uh, thus the saints may select or choose angels for a specific mission when that time comes. And in Hebrews 1 and 14, speaking of of angels, Paul asks the rhetorical question, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Do do we really understand and and appreciate that? Does this not help us to realize the high calling we have in Christ Jesus? Does this not help us? to appreciate the importance the lord has placed upon us it is up to us to keep it that way otherwise we are as unimportant and worthless as the chaff in nebuchadnezzar's dream where in daniel 2 and 35 it says it became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors and the wind carried them away and there was no place found for them this is our position apart from the service to god we have a hymn the second verse of which reads oh pardon me that i'm a little ahead of myself Uh, a word of warning from solomon in ecclesiastes chapter 12 verses 13 and 14. let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment and every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. When we read these verses, what, our, our minds tend to think of whether it be evil. But also, uh, the Lord is going to bring into judgment the good things we do. So that those things will not be lost. We have a hymn, the second verse of which reads, There is a battle to be fought, an onward race to run, a crown of glory to be sought, a victory to be won. And to this end, our Lord encourages us to remember his words in Matthew 11, 29 and 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke, for my yoke, his yoke, is easy, and my burden is light. Utilizing this yoke, God instructs us through the words of the prophet Micah in Micah, verses or chapter 6 verse 8, as he, God, has showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee but to do justice and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God? That shouldn't be too hard to do. If we do this, David in Psalm 34 verse, uh, verse 22 assures us with the words, The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. And Christ, speaking to the brethren of his day, expresses the words of great comfort in Luke 12 and 32, Fear not, little flock, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. If you really want to be there, uh, you will be able to be there. Let us therefore press towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus and as Paul encourages in, in Ephesians 17 and 21 that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith and that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with with the fullness of God. Now unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us unto Him be glory in the church uh, by Jesus Christ world without end. Are we important in the physical sense? Not much. In the spiritual sense We are of the utmost importance to our Creator. And let us, in our own meager way, try to show our appreciation for His unspeakable gift.